today we are honored very much in honoring David. Uh, it's been my pleasure to have uh, uh, its commander, Wagner Carl, because he is the commander of the American Legion uh, throughout the state of Texas. Am I right on that? He served as our attorney general for years. He's an attorney, a prominent attorney here in town. I was looking over the audience a moment ago and thinking about what I know about many of you and how I've seen you serve this country and this state and this community. And that made me doubly privileged to just sit among you. There's some of you in this room who have traveled down the road of life of far peace with me. And the further you get down that road, the more you appreciate those among us who stand out above the rest of us because of the way they have served their fellow man and uh, us. And they stand out like stars in the sky. Billions of stars in the sky, but you can see the brightest. And those are the ones that you remember. Two of those stars in my sky are Roy Benavides and Emmett Shelton, Jr. A long time ago, I was a recipient of a Freedom's Foundation Award for some speech I made. And I've had uh, no contact at all with the Freedom Foundation since that time until this evening. And I am delighted to get back on that path. Freedom Foundation does a lot of good around this country by calling attention to those among us who serve their nation, their state, and the fellow man beyond the call of duty. I was impressed when I read, according to the information presented to me, who the jury was and my being a lawyer word jury always strikes me as being something important. The jury in making the selections of those who would receive these honors around the country is a quite distinguished jury. I noticed that uh, the Supreme Court, Chief Justice of the Supreme Court of the State of Maine is chairman, a member of the Supreme Court of Louisiana is a member member of the Supreme Court of Virginia, the Supreme Court of Mississippi, the Supreme Court of Iowa, as well as national presidents of some of our more distinguished national organizations. They selected people like uh, Warren G. Berger, the Supreme Court Justice, Chief Justice. Philip Abib, the President's Special Representative of the Middle East. The American Friendship Medal was given to Honorable Siwaga, is the way I pronounce it, the Prime Minister of Jamaica. The National Service Award is given to Honorable Jean Kirkpatrick, U.S. Ambassador to the United Nations. The National Recognition Medal was given to David Winfield of the New York Yankees. And of all things, one of the local honors was given to your friend and divine, Roy, 
Emma Shelton Jane. I uh, did not necessarily have to be told by Freedom's Foundation about Emmett because uh, of the activities he uh, has taken, the uh, role of leadership in here locally, uh, attracted my attention as State Commander of the American Legion. And when I was elected, and by the way, Roy made a nominating speech for me, bless his already. <laughs> I probably wouldn't be having this misery if you hadn't done such a good job. <laughs> but uh, I had the pleasure of, of putting uh, Emmett Jr. on a committee which has the responsibility of running the Boys State activities of this state where we have several hundred high school boys uh, from around the state descend on Austin annually for the purpose of teaching them how democracy works. And this year, Emmett will be having a responsible position in uh, showing uh, those young future leaders of our state and nation what it means to be an American and to be a part of a democratic government. But for this particular presentation, uh, the letter from the Freedom Foundation at Valley Forge makes the following recitation. The American Legion Post, Travis Post, number 76, is not a large post, but they have good ideas, and the resolve to put them into action is evidenced by their Americanism program. Representatives of the Post talked to 40 school assemblies, had 25 newspaper articles published about the program, and had 10 television reports done. Best of all was what, as that they teach, they touched the lives of over 35,000 young Americans and left each of them a little more patriotic. So, Emmett, we appreciate what you're doing for us and our country. And it's my honor, in behalf of all of those distinguished Texans and Americans present, to present something to you that for the rest of your life, and after you're gone, you can give to your descendants so that they might remember one of the highlights of your life, this certificate, which reads Valley Forge Honor Certificate, 1982. Be it known that American Legion Travis Post 76 is awarded this honor certificate under the direction of Commander Emmett Shelton, Jr. for an outstanding achievement in bringing about a better understanding of the American way of life. Signed by the President, Freedom's Foundation, and Valley Forge.
we have great responsibility there. <coughs> Unfortunately, a lot of our members, well, our post was founded in 1919. A lot of our members are older and not able to attend meetings anymore. And there's probably a nucleus of 15, on the outside, 15 men and ladies also in the auxiliary that give us a lot of support. They feed us real well down there. We have uh, two meetings a month, one of them a meal. And if we did that every night, we'd all weigh 300 pounds. <laughs> anyway, would the members of the post please stand up so that they can see who you are? This thing came about when I was first elected commander. Had a vague idea that maybe we could get into schools. You know, in the 1960s, there just wasn't a lot of patriotism in among, among our young folks. In fact, it got so bad that they quit having assemblies. They're afraid that they would turn into something anti-American, which they did quite often. So the kids didn't know how to act even when they were in a large group. And the parents of the kids that, that were coming along were raised back in that period, and they didn't know really how to salute the flag or what to do when it went by or, or any of this type of thing. And I thought, well, if we could get into the schools and uh, speak to these kids and bring people to them. I mean, so many folks stand out and throw money at, at Little League or all these different things, and, and God knows this country's found out. You can throw all the money you want to at all these foreign countries, and as soon as you quit throwing, they turn around and join the other side. That's the same thing with these kids. But when you come to their school, when you think enough of them to come there and shake hands with them and talk to them, this does make an impression on them. So, party hollers, myself, I think it's Bob Crawford. Jim Lamar had a meeting down there at the Headliners Club one noon. Colonel Jim Lamar. Jim spent six and a half years a prisoner of war. Those of you who hadn't heard him speak are missing something. Just an idea. I said, would you come speak if I could get you places to go? And I mentioned school. He said, I'll go to any school you want me to. You can get me in schools. I haven't been able to get in there. Well, I started trying to knock on doors of schools. And they lent a deaf ear. There had been a guy come by the year before dressed up like a ranger. I understand he had never had any combat experience, but he had some tales to tell, and what he, he got the parents so upset that they wouldn't let anybody in there. So I found, I think it's Fulmore. We went out there the first time, got Roy to go talk with Fulmore, and recorded it. And I guess it would fired the principal if it turned bad, but we went over there, and I, I took it to the superintendent's office up there, and they listened to it, and they said, we'll give you tentative approval right now, and Tuesday you'll have it right they sent out a letter to all the schools that is all right, and we were in. Since then, Roy and I, we went to 26 schools, and uh, Jim Lamar has gone with us. Sent to Ralph Yarbrough. I've worked on him about a year before I finally got him to come talk. <laughs> but he went out to Dell Valley, and I'll tell you, it was a windy day, and it was outside. Beautiful day, but I thought, my gosh, these kids are right before it's over with. And here was a bunch of big old football players sitting right up there in the middle. And you know, you usually can't get those guys interested in anything got to do with school. But he got up there and told them about that all of our freedoms didn't come just because they signed that paper up there, that it took years to build up the freedoms we have today. And he, he is a, a wonderful student of government. And he told those kids that. When they got through, the first one to jump up and clap were those football players. And that really amazed me, but we really appreciate speakers like that. And, of course, Roy, Hardy Hollers, he was one of the prosecutors at the Nuremberg Trials. Can you imagine what it is to these kids in junior high school when they've been studying the diary of Anne Frank, and then someone of this stature comes in there and tells them about that same period of time. It's amazing. Colonel Jim Lamar. Uh, that's the guy I tried to introduce and didn't make it too well. Jim flew 200 missions, 100 in Korea, 100 in Vietnam, and they got him. 
And when they got him, they, they did a pretty good job on him. Uh, I don't think I could last six and a half years as prisoner of war. They tried to force him to call down the helicopters to save him, you know, so that they could shoot him down. They even dug a hole there and said, climbing that, that's your grave. And he said, he got so mad, he said, if you want me in there, you put me in there. And he said that little old guy started jumping up and down and pointing a pistol at him. He thought he was going to set it off by accident. He figured, though, that the guy didn't have the authority to kill a lieutenant colonel, and he didn't have any because he didn't kill him. But he didn't have a very nice life for many years there. Brian Jackson. Brian, this year, I think, is the first year, correct me, Charlie, if I'm wrong, that we had a boy that we sent to Boy State. Now, Boy State is where the, the, we picked these boys from each school. They're junior going into senior the following year. They go down here to the, to the Jester Dormitory, and they elect officers everywhere from the city, clearing up to the governor. I'm on the senator also. The two senators get to go to Boys Nation. This last year, we had one of our boys from Pro 76 selected to go to Boys Nation, Ryan Jackson. He's a senior this year over at uh, McCallum and a good speaker. And he, I think he averaged six yards of carry, too, for the football team over there. He's a, he is a good guy. Went over to, he said, I'll come speak to any kids that you want me to. So we went over to, to Bernard Junior High School. And he said, I don't want to keep y'all long away from your first period. He said, but you know, I'm missing mine, too. I kind of enjoy it. <laughs> Brian is a, I just can't say enough for this young man. This year is going to be the first time I'm going to get to attend uh, boys in uh, state down here. I'm a counselor down there and looking forward to that. They got 900 and some odd boys down there for that week. No dates, no cars, no nothing. All they did is concentrate on learning about government. Those kids will come out of there knowing I, more than I knew when I was 30 years old about how the American system works. I think it's a very good setup there. Barry Shelton, back here, my son, spoke over at Betachek Junior High School. Al Fickle, uh, they, they called me and said, they want, on December the 7th, they would like to have a speaker come talk that was at Pearl Harbor. Well, Al was there. And he came over again at Betachek and spoke. John Henry Falk. Now, most of us think of him on Hee Haw. John Henry gets over there and he tells some of his South Austin jokes with a draw and what have you. He gets them good and warm and all of a sudden he hits them with, we hold these truths to be self-evident. He goes right on into the Bill of Rights. And he said, this is the most remarkable instrument that man has ever thought of. Before this time, nobody would have thought of all these freedoms and things. But there's one thing these people can't do that you have got to do, and that is to protect and safeguard these freedoms. Each of you, each and every one, every day has to do that. And as I explained to them when I introduced him, he knows firsthand because they took his freedoms away from him at one time. Most of you know the story. They blacklisted him, said he was a communist. How would he get to be a communist? Live down here on East West Live Oak Street down here? He might be a little bit left, but he's not <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you one thing, he is a hell of a good speaker. He won his lawsuit. Yeah, he got he won his lawsuit, but didn't get money, much money out of it. The lawyer's got to make something that deal. <laughs> We'd have gotten along without this fella here, Sergeant Major. He took us in that Army car all over Austin. <laughs> Your tax money. So yeah. <laughs> this guy here, now, the first time he came, I think we talked about twice, so I thought, man, this looks like a good deal. I'll get him for four days, and I'll have four schools a day. I'll be 16 tall, and I'd like to kill this poor guy. <laughs> he did, and at that time, I got up, and I'd introduce him, and I'd tell the kids, now, this guy thinks so much of you, and his message to you today is so important that he's hurting. He's in pain right now, but he came here to talk to you. And he started getting letters from little girls saying, my granddaddy's a doctor. If you'll go to Quarrel, he'll cure you. <laughs> he said, quit telling them that. <laughs> That's going to be trouble. 
He dropped the Army ROTC color guard. Boy, he scared the heck out of me over here Fulmore one morning, too. It was getting right at time to have the colors come in. No color guard. I figured I was going to have to get out here with the principal and bring those colors in. And here they came in that door. I was never so glad to see anybody in my life. And that color guard had girls on there. And, and uh, it's, it's, in fact, their commander last year, their colonel, was a lady. Yeah. Something I didn't know, you know. This is the kind of thing we encourage. These young people, this, we passed on the torch, at least I hope we have. We passed on the torch to the new generation. Each generation's got to do that. Uh, it took me a long time to discover that he had to do that uh, in our volunteer fire department up there. I was it for a long time. I'd go and everybody else would leave, I think, and I'd have to drag the hose, drive the truck, and everything else. Now, I look over there, and here's these 16, 17-year-old boys running up down those hills. Well, I couldn't do that anymore. My gosh, I'd kill you, you know. But another, some of the other people I want to recognize, the Marine Corps Color Guard came several times for us, and the Bertram Air Force Base Color Guard came the last time Rod was here. They came in there and boy, they didn't look around real good, and they didn't know who, what they were doing. They were just there to do it, you know. And they started down that aisle, and they saw that Medal of Honor. <laughs> I mean, they perked up, and when they got through, they said, oh, we didn't know we were coming down here for this. <laughs> and they all wanted a picture taken with him, and he gave them an autographed picture and everything. And I'll tell you, these young people, that's probably one of the high points of their career right there. Uh, Roy has done more to add prestige to our little program here, I guess, than anybody could do. Uh, everybody wants him. This, this last time, when uh, Senator Yarbrough spoke, I had a curve thrown at me. They, they said, we don't want a military person. We want a patriotic speaker, not a military person. Now, this is hard to do. Most of them are. And this guy did a beautiful job of that. Uh, by the way, I wanted to tell you before I got away, Mark, uh, Hyde Park Christian School is sending a boy to Boy State, the first time they ever have. We've got a boy going from there. And so we hope that these boys will come back their senior year and speak in the civics classes and the history or wherever, any place they're studying about government, and tell them about our government. So many of our young people nowadays think that it's a sin to make a profit. And if you've got to get a little bit older to find out if you don't make a profit, you don't eat. And they've got to learn this. They've got to. It's not a sin to make a profit. All of us have got to in this country anyway. And over there where they don't make a profit, they haven't got much of a life. I just wish that uh, more of them could have been here tonight to, to be here with me when, to receive this thing because it was all of us that did it, not just me. By myself, I'm not much. But with all these people willing to talk to our young people and to our community, we, we have a great success. I want to thank all of you for coming tonight, and uh, I, I really appreciate it. This is kind of like getting an Oscar for what we did. We didn't do, but we did a whole lot, I think, but this is well worth it. We've gotten recognition from the schools, and we've gotten recognition through our American Legion State newspaper, and they told me also to get them some pictures of this tonight uh, in a, some kind of story, so it might go on a little bit further, too, even though the press here didn't feel it was uh, newsworthy. I tried... Uh, we didn't succeed. I have a friend that calls this newspaper here the Red Rag, and uh, maybe it's so. God bless you all, and thank you. I just want to add one more little thing to my, our speech. You know, as I go around talking to the students, all to civic groups, I always ask this question. 
It didn't seem to be patriotic anymore. Have they forgotten where that flag been and what it stands for? It has been around Anzio, Guadalcanal, Korea, and Vietnam. And then I asked them, take a good look one of the days at the memorial honor roll of all the names of all those that never made it back, those that made it possible for us to be free, one nation under God. When they stand up and salute that flag, or when they see that flag go by, and when they say to the Pledge of Allegiance, they're saying thank you to each and every one of those men that gave their life for us to be enjoying the freedom that we're enjoying right now. That's what I ask these young men. And you know, sometimes when I ask them, do you know why you said the Pledge of Allegiance? It is really, really embarrassing that they say, no, sir, I don't know. What is this country coming to 20 or 15 years from now? So let's get up and get these youngsters motivated and let's get the civic groups and get all these veterans. But let's get these people motivated again to remember that this beautiful flag is us. We're every bit of that red, white, and blue. Thank you. 